Did someone say football and did someone say podcast? Well, let me tell you, it is What The Football Podcast and we are back. We are back. There's two weeks left in this season, ladies and gentlemen, and it is going down to the wire. It is going all the way, most likely, irrespective of tomorrow's results. But for a realistic chance, obviously, Liverpool have to get the job done. But it'll go down to the last day of the season given the absolutely fascinating game that happened at the Olympic Stadium, where Mark Noble bid adieu to the West Ham fans in a very, very emotional, energy-packed game. Wow, did West Ham put on a performance. Of course, the reigning champions, being the champions that they are, came back, had a chance to win it. The question remains, will Riyad Mahrez miss penalty come back to haunt Manchester City? Elsewhere around the Premier League, it was a walloping for a hapless Watford who will obviously be resigned to the championship next season and a morale-boosting victory for Leicester City. In the relegation scrap, we of course had Leeds taking a point against Brighton, which leaves them in the bottom three, lads. I said it a few weeks ago. In fact, I said it six months ago. Leeds are in trouble. We've got Crystal Palace and Aston Villa, really middle of the table clash, not much happening there. And of course, we had the battle for the top four where Spurs got a victory thanks to Harry Kane over relegation threatened Burnley. And of course, we cannot forget Everton losing to Brentford at home. A full round of fixtures, not quite, but uh, plenty of results there, boys. I'm going to start with, um, with Wade. Wade, I actually don't want to even talk about the game. Um, with Spurs and uh, Burnley. But I want to talk about this little theory that's floating around. I've heard it quite often. And I'm sure, Rods, you've heard it too. And I just want to see the seriousness of it because Wade brought it up in our group. Do Arsenal fans generally think there's a conspiracy against them when it comes to decisions around penalties and the English FA wanting Harry Kane and his boys to make the top four? Is that a genuine concern for you, Wade? Because I've heard you say it. I've heard a few Arsenal fans say it. I'm beginning to believe you guys think that there's something against Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, you always feel hard done by uh, when decisions go against you like they did uh, when we played Spurs. And then you watch the Burnley game and it's uh, the same thing, like literally two soft penalties. Um, Spurs don't have to work for it. And this is what's uh, this is what's pissing us off as gunners. I'm glad we're doing this on Monday and not on Friday because um, we we might have had to edit it, bro. I would have had a, quite a few expletives flying around if it was Friday. So I'm glad I've had a couple of days to cool down. But look, we'll, well never well, know. Well, tell me, well, tell me what 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 pissed you off about? Let's go back to the North London derby specifically. Yeah. Obviously, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but a couple of. Did you see these as controversial decisions? Holding, getting sent off, Cedric penalty, game-changing moments. Do you think the? What do you think it was down to? So the first twenty minutes of the game, I thought we were quite comfortable. Um, you know, we were on the front foot. You could say that that penalty came against the runner play. Not to say we were dominating the game or anything like that, but we were certainly in no danger. Um, so to concede a penalty like that, which is soft, very, very soft, um, 
it's an action I think happens in most games, almost every game, where you know a guy's jumping up. There's it's crowded in the box. Um, people are going to make contact with each other. So I thought the penalty was really, really soft. And that the frustrating thing is you're already up against it with Son and Kane because you know any opportunity they get, they're going to take it. So when something like that gets gifted to them, it makes it even more bitter to swallow, basically. Um, I mean, so, some, might, some might say, Cedric, you know, I mean, we're talking about almost a GBH offense there. That was a pretty solid push in the back. I mean, was it more solid than Kanate's push? In the FA Cup final, I don't think so. It's a contact sport, you know what I mean? Really, that you guys could have been down to ten men in that FA Cup final. He was the last man, so I just feel like the ref looked like he was keen to get involved, and that's what annoys me about these English refs. Even even the game, the Everton game, I was watching the highlights before, and you just knew Michael Oliver was going to get involved somehow, and he was the centre of attention again. And Paul Tierney's had a few games like that. Um, someone was showing the replay of, um, I think it was a Spurs-Liverpool game where it was a similar thing. And he's just, look, uh, we can complain about the refs, but the result is the result. I thought the holding two yellows was deserved. I thought holding was all over the place. You could see he was terrified of Son. Didn't want to let give Son any space. Terrified of Son turning and running at him. Um, and I think, you know, maybe Mikal could have noticed that a bit earlier. Um, I was surprised Tomoyasu didn't start on the right. Because last time we played Spurs, Tomiyasu kept on pretty quiet. And he's, he's arguably our best defender. He's had that kind of a season. So I wasn't too upset about the two yellows. I thought that was self-inflicted. But I just all in all, I just think we shot ourselves in the foot. I mean, to answer your question, is there a conspiracy theory? Something we'll never know. Um, obviously, you always feel hard done by as Arsenal fans or as, as any fan, really, when, when decisions go, don't go your way. Um, but uh, who knows, bro? Who knows? It's um, it was just a hard pull to swallow. So it's a cup final for us tomorrow. Do or die. We lose to drop points against Newcastle, and I think it's over for us because Spurs versus Norwich on the last day—that's almost a foregone conclusion. Well, I mean, he clearly sounds wounded, uh, Rads. There's a, you know, he didn't. I'm still say seething. No. I'm still seeing. I, I, I can see it. I, listeners, <laughs> I can see it in his face. The, he is not a happy camper at the minute. And I think quite a few Arsenal fans aren't happy about it as well. But, I mean, Rudz, look, it's football, right? We've seen decisions go both ways. We've seen things happen. Do you do you buy into this thing of uh, maybe there's something against the, the Gunners or is it just it's the luck of the, it's the, luck of the draw at the minute and, um, and the rub of the green and unfortunately it didn't go their way? Yeah, look, didn't go their way. I don't think there's a conspiracy there. I think um, there have been lots of soft penalties for for a lot of teams um, this season. I think we've come on this pod most Mondays and talked about, you know, the standard of refereeing and whatever. So I think there's, there's uh, you know, there's a case there um, that it's soft, but I think they're making too much of a case because there was something in there. You can say, oh, I think it was just the naivety of Cedric. I think um, he had a shocking game. It's not his first one that he's poor. I thought he'd been poor in a few of the games over the last few weeks. So I'd be more critical of him more so than the referee in terms of what he was doing and what not not just in that moment specifically, but what he'd been doing in the, in the games leading up to it. You know, and and you know, he, he just keeps getting a spot because of the this Cardinals' favorite word, the squad depth at the moment. You know, that's you know, you, you, he's forced to play. 
Um, so I think for me, it's, it's, it's more of that case. And, you know, it's a penalty and it's a shit penalty and you concede it. And that's, that's one thing. But, you know, there's, there's still 70 minutes to play in the game. And teams mm. come back from these, from these um, things all the time. It's not until Rob Holding gets sent off, and I don't think there's any question about the red card, that then the game is taken away from Arsenal. So I think that is more the, the bigger call. So I'll be, I'll be more critical of the Arsenal players. But, you know, Arteta comes in and says nothing about the ref, but it's very clever about saying nothing about the ref because Arsenal fans jump on it, and then all of a sudden the referee is trending and there's no talk about... If, you know, on a normal day, it could have been Arsenal fans just slating Holding and Cedric. Instead, mm. they are slating um, the referees. So I think that's that's smart management by Arteta. I think, you you know, you're making sure you're protecting your players, given that you've got two, two more games massive left, games. Yeah. And, you know, if, if if he as a manager comes back and say Cedric was naive and Holding um, was silly to, to do that, and then what, you know... Th- doesn't help your your squad confidence, so I think um, you know deflecting to the referee is is like straight from the Mourinho textbook. So yeah, good on good on him. Some plaudits there, Wade, for for Arteta, and I think um, you know maybe Rudd does have a point there because the, the talk did become of the ref, and maybe not of some of the the critical performances. At the end of the day, it's still in your hands. You've still got two games to play. You know, you as a fan sat here at the start of the season and said, if we get I think it was top eight or top seven. You said you, you'd, you'd kind of be happy if you finish maybe in sixth or fifth place. That would be your um, that would be your pinnacle. But obviously now you're sitting here with two games left in your hands. We're talking back to Champions League. Does that emotional part get it even? You know, it gets you more fired up. I would say. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, if we had to lose it from here, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be disappointed. I can't lie about that. Um, I did come into the season thinking that top six would be you know, a good season for us, considering back-to-back eight-place finishes. All you want to see is progress, right, when you're rebuilding. I mean, we were never going to, you know, be closing the gap on the top two or anything. Clearly, we've got a project in place, and it's uh, it's based around youth. So, you know, top six would have been a good season. I think we've overachieved. You know, and I've, I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, other teams around you will have played badly, but... Listen, you can only control what you can control. That's not our problem. Uh, teams have bad seasons every year. So for us to be sitting where we're sitting, especially after the first three games, if someone had to say we'll, we'll be pushing top four um, in the last sort of two two rounds of the season, not many people would have probably um, agreed with that. So I think it's been a good season. I think we've shown you know signs of progress. Um, we've beaten some big teams in big moments. The unfortunate part is we've lost to teams that we should have beaten. So um, it's going to come down to consistency next year. I think regardless of how the season ends, the team will grow from it. Um, we'll get better from it. But obviously with that Champions League football, you can attract a different caliber of player. So it'll be huge for us. It, it really could you know, um, be a defining moment in Mikel's tenure, really, if we can crack Champions League football because... He's obviously come under a lot of stick. There's been times when the fans have thought that he's not good enough and he shouldn't be there, et cetera, et cetera. So I think he's proved a lot of people wrong. Um, and clearly the players like him. Um, they're playing for him. You see that. Um, he's changed a lot. He's made us solid defensively, a lot more solid than we've, than we've been for years. I think I've said that a few times now. So, you know, Champions League football will be huge for us because 
the only way we're going to attract that, that sort of caliber of play and get closer to the top teams is to be playing in the big competitions. So, so um, we're right there. Let's see what we can do tomorrow at San. Just going to be a, a, a it's going to be a cauldron tomorrow because um, we've got a good record uh, against Newcastle, but apparently they've got a really good record on the final day at home um, or their last the home game of the season. They always seem to turn up. So it's going to be a cup final, man. I'm I'm nervous. I don't know how much sleep I'm going to get tonight, but um, I might have to take a sleeping pill because I'm on edge. Even now, as we're talking, I'm starting to get a bit nervous just thinking about the game. Look, yeah, we, you're not going to like me, Wade. I think I've got Newcastle winning that game, um, unfortunately, and nothing against Arsenal. I just think they're on a high that, you know, from where they come from at the beginning of the season, all your home games, their home form has been, you know, incredible. I think mm. I saw a stat the other week in terms of they had one of the two best teams or the three best teams in the league since their takeover. Um, so they, they've been very impressive under Eddie Howe um, in, in terms of the turnaround and what, and what they're looking like. So it's going to be a tough one. I think there's a, a few cracks. I think the defensive line is going to be interesting for Arsenal mm. tomorrow as well to see, you know, what, what, you know, what, what gets patched together. I just think if there's anything that just goes against you, I don't know how you, yeah, you come back from it. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I have to. Listen. You know what? I'm not. I'm not mad at that because if if I was a betting man, I wouldn't put money on Arsenal winning tomorrow. I have to be completely yeah. honest. With the season that we've had and the inconsistency we've shown, I just have a feeling we're going to drop points against Newcastle. I've got. It's going to be so much sweeter if you win, right? Oh, <laughs> I mean, if we win, I think we'll do Everton at home on the last day of the season. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely. absolutely I'm not worried about that game. That's why tomorrow is do or die. Um, yeah. If we drop points, it's over. And if we win that it... That bottom race it's... is so interesting because as much as, you know, Connell, I'll have to call you up on this. I think you said... Connell said Leeds in the bottom three. Leeds are not in the bottom three. Leeds have climbed out of the bottom three after they got a point. Mm-hmm. And they grabbed a point Actually, in the last moments there, of the game. Burnley, so, yeah. you know, they back in it and Burnley need a win. You know, um, so there's, I can't see Everton beating well, Palace. Burnley actually don't need a win. They just need, they actually need a draw and a win because Leeds out of the bottom three have the worst goal difference. So if yeah. Burnley get four points out of the next two games, with Leeds only having one game, then Leeds are done for. So Yeah, but four points from a relegation team, that's massive. You know, four points from a promotion, from a top four team is hard enough. You know, we're talking about Arsenal struggling to get four. You know, Man City are going to only get four points from your last two games. You know, so so how can you expect, have that same expectation from a relegation? Well, I'm saying um, that just, that, that's going off Leeds winning. Leeds are not just going to go in and roll Brentford, who are in the form of their lives in the second but half. But Leeds have been playing well. I think that's the, the key difference. I think Leeds have, have been you could naive. Argue, you could argue that uh, they, Burnley have been naive and silly really with well. some of the decisions in terms of their tackling and getting red cards. But in the general sense, even leading up to that, th- th- there's been an energy about them. They've looked good. They've just had really tough games. You know, the games that they've, they've they, they played, you wouldn't expect them to win in any case. You know, um, so... I think coming into Brentford, Brentford are now safe, Brentford are comfortable. Yeah, but you can't look at it like that, Rads. I think when you're in a relegation fight, it doesn't matter what you say about anything. When your confidence has been knocked and you're copying beatings left, right and centre, irrespective of how you're playing, and now you come down to the last game of the season, 
Yeah. Like I, there's a, there's a, a hang on. There's, there's a different, there's a different emotion playing in that head. You're not going into that last game of the season going, Oh, you know, maybe this or maybe you're like, we got to get a result here to even stay up. So the they thing in your that. head that's there, but, but it's the same look, for Burnley. It's the same imagine, for Burnley. Can you imagine now they played a good Brighton team and a cat and Brighton went and took the lead and in the last couple of minutes of the game, you go and you score a goal to equalize and take you out of the bottom three. I think for me as a player, I'm thinking we can we can do this. Mm. You know, we can. You know, I think I'm going out in a high because if we had a good performance, we scored a goal. Things are against us. We've lost our best players, our defensive line. We've got red cards left, right, and center. Our striker's not there, but we're still pushing through. I think, I think Leeds are safe. I think Leeds are safe. I'm more very, worried. very brave man to say Leeds are safe. I'm don't more think anyone's Everton. safe. I don't. I think Everton and Burnley. I know they got they got an extra game, but I don't see them winning those games. Well, I, I mean, I heard Wade say he's very confident of beating Everton. That's very, very brave of you to call out very early on because Everton have been since that that, and you you gave them a bit of crap for it right, against. Um, against Liverpool and we kind of discussed it about how, you know, you said they should just go for it and kind of yeah. open up. Since then, they've actually done almost exactly the same in every game, which is sit deep and hope to get a goal and nick it, which has probably gotten them some sort of out of trouble. So they if, are I was, if, I, if I was Arsenal personally, I wouldn't be confident of winning that game as in it's a three points because any team fighting relegation on the last day, God knows who, you know, Pickford could have a blinder that day. Yeah. Like I think he did against um he did against I don't know who it was Chelsea when they won one nil yeah yeah I yeah. mean I remember my fantasy points were through the roof because he's my keeper and I thought that's the yeah. only way they're going to win is if they have a, a you know they don't concede so Arsenal needs to hope Arsenal needs to hope that Everton beat Crystal Palace so that they're playing them without the threat of relegation in the last game. Do you think that makes a big difference? Well, that's what they need. Possibly. Yeah, yeah possibly. Yeah. But I think... What can you imagine, if bro? We, if we can your get up and say James... Captain, your previous no. club captain coming back to relegate you and his new team. Because yeah. that's, Mikola Teta was a captain of... Uh, there of are stories, yeah. Chance, there are stories everywhere on the last day of the season. It is, it's unbelievable. I mean, this is what the entertainment of the Premier League is all about. Arteta going back to relegate his club. Steven Gerrard with the option of, you know, supporting winning Liverpool and winning Liverpool. the title. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. You see it in days of our lives. Storylines everywhere. And just yeah. so that all the same pages, I listened to something the other day. Um, and it wasn't the, uh, wasn't, wasn't the Watford podcast, was it? No, it was a different <laughs> podcast. But Wade had Everton finishing seventh. What? And Connell and myself had Everton finishing sixth. So oh, just so, wow. just so we all know that wow. that's where we had Everton, and look where they are now. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you know what we and were. Connor we was very cynical about Rafa the Blue. Hey, you know what we were? We were actually close, Rod, right? because we did get the number six, right? Because we're kind of in 16th position. <laughs> you left the one out, huh? Uh, know, but, maybe I'll touch on it. I got all the I got all the predictions. I don't know why I listened to it again, but I know I know who picked who for going what. I think I think it's a, it, we might pause and just divert. Uh, um, dice, uh, bloody, I couldn't get my words right. Sorry, listeners. We might actually listen to those predictions if you do have them mm. in front of you because I've got them in it front is, of me. It is, a lot, 
it is the last week. Next week, when we come together, the season is over in the Premier League. So, yeah, let, let us see what we said. Yeah, so I saw the relegation battle, right? Because yeah. um, do you guys remember who you had? I'm pretty sure I had Norwich, Watford, and Newcastle. I think I had yeah. Norwich, Watford, oh, and Burnley. All right, nobody had Watford. Firstly, right? <laughs> yeah, we, actually, when we, I said it, I don't we think all I we all had Norwich. Yeah, so at least we had one point. Wade and I had Burnley. Yeah, you guys did so, pick Burnley. So we've got Norwich and Burnley both going down. If Burnley go down. Connell and I had Palace. Palace. Wow. Yeah, I remember. Because I remember we had Vieira somewhere. Yeah. Up Vieira, yeah. As well. yeah. Now, also because Palace had lost all the experienced players. So they, yeah. you know, there, there, was a, there was a reasoning behind it. Yeah. And then Wade had... There's two other interesting ones that that Wade had Brentford going down, and this is off the back of Brentford beating Arsenal. So I think it was an emotional, was a knee jerk reaction. I said that with malice. I said it with malice. They're still gonna go down. (laughs) And and then uh, Connell had um, Southampton going down. So they weren't far off Southampton as per usual. They're not far off. And then, as I said, you know, they'll, they'll probably give up nine goals um, against Liverpool. <laughs> they haven't had that annual nine nil thrashing. All right. Um, if I go then, we all picked the Champions League winner. No, who did you have? Who did you have as your third team? So you had Norwich yeah, and Burnley? I had Norwich, Burnley and Palace. Yeah. Oh, Palace as well. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Champions League, we all had the same team to win it. Do you want to remember? Did anyone remember who that was? Liverpool. I like to say I said Liverpool, but I don't think I did. No. I probably said Manchester City. Oh, PSG? We all said PSG. <laughs> I said PSG. Yeah, they want, They just picked up Messi and Ramos and, uh, you know, things. Donnarumma. No, Donna I'm surprised. Rama. Are you sure I said PSG? Yeah, or maybe you didn't say one. No way only, I would have said. The only winners we, that were said in the, on our pod was Champions League winners with PSG. And we all said that uh, Europa League winner will come from the Champions League. So, oh, so, so you're saying I actually said PSG? Oh, you said nothing, but we didn't say any oh, other team. Oh, okay, okay. You, you, you either mm. said PSG yeah, I don't or you think said I, I would uh, personally. I would never pick PSG ever in a million years. <laughs> All right. Interesting enough, none of us had City winning the league. If they do win the league, mm. I know so we, we all went Liverpool. to Liverpool. Rads didn't. Rads, you you went with he went to uh, Chelsea. I thought you. I thought you went with United. Chelsea. But we all had United in the top four. So, Ego now yeah. faces. Huh? <laughs> Look at us. Um, I think there were no changes. I think it was just an order with the top four. Um, but I must say, I had City. We all had City finishing second. And I think, um, if I remember correctly, the first time we changed it, I was. So, trying- I had Chelsea. I know I had Chelsea third and United fourth. Yeah. I think we pretty much all had that, and maybe our one and two was a bit different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so look, yeah. it could actually still play out. Chelsea are definitely third, and uh, then Liverpool and City could be first and second. So I gave a, I gave a top seven, and Wade gave a top eight. In my hmm. top seven was fifth Spurs, sixth Everton, and seventh Leicester. Wow. <laughs> You no just dissed Arsenal like that, not even eight. Connell had <laughs> Connell had fifth Leicester, 
Leicester. Six, six Spurs and seventh Everton. Mm. Oh my goodness, how woeful. And then Wade had, Mr. Arsenal, remember? <laughs> Wade had Leicester finishing fifth, Spurs finishing sixth, <laughs> West Ham finishing seventh. Nah, no ways. I didn't put us eighth. Uh, 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 I need to go back and verify this. You what? Didn't have, you didn't have Arsenal finishing eighth. Gee. You, 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 what your wording was, you look, I'd hope that Arsenal will be there, thereabouts, but realistically, I have Leicester, Spurs, West Ham, and eight, you had Everton. You had all those teams ahead of Arsenal. So, wow. I guess that puts to bed the theory. He just, he always knew that Spurs were a better team than Arsenal, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think it was coming off, obviously, a, a really bad start for Arsenal. Yeah. So, I think yeah. it would have been, it would have been silly to put them in that in that in that top sort of six seven. Mm. Oh, fair enough. And there you have it. Nice Other one, man. There you have it. Nice really one. interesting. So yeah. I mean, there's still a few. There's still a few listeners. Don't don't look at us and think we didn't get anything right. There's a there's a few ticks there. There's a few unknowns that might play out, but the guys can still get their their predictions mm. right. And we've 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 pretty much stuck probably to the top top of the table anyway. As to who we thought's gonna win, so we'll see how. There was another out. sort of um, little call out there. I think um, Connell and Wade both said that Man United had the best transfer window. <laughs> that 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 was the comment that came from them. I mm. I said they had a good window. I think, mm. but I actually said that Chelsea were slightly better than United's window because they picked up someone who can effectively win in the league. <laughs> so. And that was Lukaku, and look how look how silly that looks now. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was uh, I was bantering Gary Neville for his um, early season predictions last oh. week. So after yelling yeah. mine, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I should have probably kept that to well, myself. Wow, well, we have, we have no um, no nothing to worry about. I've seen. I remember they put a screenshot up. I don't know who it was, but it's basically all the pundits across England. Yeah. And not a single, barely any of them even had Liverpool in the top three, which was ludicrous in itself, personally to me, going into Ridiculous. the season. I yeah. just, so, you know, these are ex-professional players who people listen to for commentary. And for some reason, you know, they thought Liverpool had fallen off a cliff and would never return, which is a bit silly in my eyes because I'm not sure how you could ever think that based off what happened last season. Having said that, it's a, probably a good segue. Um, obviously, we got the week coming up and we'll close out the show with it, but we did have the matter of the FA Cup last weekend. Boys, did you manage to catch any of it your, yourselves? What did you make of the game? I mean, another grind, another... It's the fourth draw between these teams this year. I mean, you might as well just put money on a draw every time Chelsea and Liverpool play. Penalty shootout. Some interesting things happened in the penalty shootout. don't know if you saw... Some comments by Klopp afterwards talking about neuroscientists and um, and so forth. Firstly, uh, Wade, did you did you manage to see the game? Did you see any of it? What were your thoughts? What were your takeaways? I didn't actually watch the game. I, I caught the highlights um, or the few highlights that there were uh, in the game itself. Um, I did watch the penalty shootout, shootout though, which was quite interesting. With because um, Liverpool missed the first penalty, didn't they? Did Mendy save the first or second one? Pretty early? No, no, they no? they missed. Yeah. Oh, did they miss um, first? Okay. Mm. 
Yes, that's the right. Captain. Yeah. How bad has he been lately, though, Aspilicueta? He looks like he's, he's over the hill, man. Yeah, he's, 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 he's been terrible for his weeks face, now. His face even has aged. He looks yeah, like he just needs to go he, play he, badminton or something. He looks like yeah. he's done, man. I can't believe he's still playing. But anyway, um, yeah, so I caught the penalties. Um, that's about it. So, I mean, I can't really comment too much on the game, but I was reading a stat that was at Chelsea's third FA Cup final loss in a row. New record, um, three in a row. Geez, They've lost to Arsenal, tough. Leicester. How's this? <laughs> three L's. They've lost. To, they, I saw a meme that <laughs> they took. They took all the L's. So the the Leicester in the L in Leicester, the L in Arsenal, and the L in Liverpool. Yeah, if you're three wondering where all the L's L. are, Chelsea. If you're wondering where they got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's 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 hectic, man. To to get so close um, three years in a row. And come up short. I mean, yeah, good on them for making the final, but yeah, that's 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 pretty full on for their fans. I almost feel sorry for them. Almost, yeah. Almost. Well, he, has a, yeah. he has an even interesting stat, uh, Wade. If you heard, Mason Mount has lost six mm. finals in a row at um, at Wembley. I saw I that. Mean, yeah. Is that a curse, Jim, or is that a curse? Jesus. The player final as well, wasn't it? Playoff final, Euro final, three FA Cup finals, and a League Cup final. He's lost all six. Yeah. I mean, you can't even make that stuff up. I actually do feel sorry for him because that is yeah. that's borderline depressing to lose that many finals it in a really row is. at such a young and, age. And, and be the one who took the, the missing penalty, yeah? Yeah, yeah. To boot. Yeah. yeah. Really good save. But Rudz, you, you saw the game. What did you make yeah, of the game? It what was your overall thoughts? Yeah, look, I think it's two teams. I think Tuchel um, got a good plan to play against Liverpool. I think they sort of cancelled each other out. You know, I suppose it's still it's a, still a game that can be won by a slim margin of someone making a mistake. Um, so I think that was it was it was still a captivating game for a normal game. It wasn't a boring normal game. Like you know, you 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 sat there thinking, wow, this is. And it's not for the first time. I think it was a, was it a league game that was also a really good nil nil game as mm. well. Um, so yeah, you enjoyed that. Well, the league then cup final the too was nil nil, but that was actually full of chances. Mm. Yeah, and, Chelsea should have probably won that one. From memory, yeah, they had some they had some good chances. Mm. And then and then you listen to what Connell just said about the the fine fine details and the margins in terms of the neuroscientists. But I think. There's a, there's a lot that can be made of it. I think there was a point in the penalty shootout where I thought the momentum had swifted and swayed into Chelsea's favour. So when it was Mane to take the winning penalty and, you know, Mendy makes that save, I think even Tuchel started celebrating that they won the game. I think that was like a he real was on the gr- He was on the ground. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was a real yeah. point. And then... Um, well, I, just to know, pause you there before you go on, and I want to talk about... I don't want to make too much of the neuroscientists, but I, you know, I, I do believe that at the top end of any sport, it's the small one percenters mm. that make a difference. So will we ever know the effect any of this has? No. But, you know, like, like someone... I think it was... Um, I can't remember what I was watching. And one of the guys, uh, ex-pro, one of the TV shows, he was saying, you know, when you're at the top end of the game, the little percentages are what makes the difference. Mm. And yeah. what makes Klopp's management good is that he he doesn't – I was actually on the cab and um, uh, Jules's podcast, Jules. I think it was Jules was talking. And he was talking about the fact that what makes Klopp, you know, a brilliant manager is that if somebody comes to him with an idea – 
He doesn't sit there and say, no, 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 I, I've got this. I know everything and we've got our guys. He goes, hmm, no worries. Let's see where this takes us. I mean, mm. this is a guy that's hired a throw-in coach, which people laughed at. He's hired it now a neuro, gone out and said thank you to the neuroscientist guys for this sort of thing. Whether it's worked or not, who knows? But is there something in the fact that these little one percentages, because there was another point, Rudz and Wade, I wanted to make in the penalty shootout, where if you actually looked at Thomas Tuchel and, and Klopp about five minutes before the kickoff, Klopp was composed. He yeah. knew the order of his takers. Mm. He mm. knew the players that were taking the penalties, and there was no uh, excitement on his end. If you yeah, flipped think- it on the, on the Tuchel side, uh, I'll let you talk now. If you flipped it on the Tuchel side, he, he had a piece of paper. Yeah. He was going around literally in like the circle saying, what's the order? Mm. Um, it felt like there was no preparation for that moment at all. And I mean, guys, is that, is there something there? Is there something there? I read a thread yeah, about it that. Silly. It's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was silly for Tuchel not to prepare for pins in a cup final. I think that's the first thing. I think, um, ludicrous if he didn't prepare. Yeah. For me, that 1% is less about the neuroscience. It's more about the preparation in making mm. sure. You know who your penalty takers are. You know what order. And I think there was even some talk about Klopp saying which way to go for each mm. of the players. Mm. Um, so I think there was, you know, th- that's very detailed in terms of what. And I think for me, that's more because at, at the end of the day, if you're talking about the neuroscientists, mine is still missed. And that miss could have been the miss that cost you the, the final. Yeah. You know, it just takes one miss for a team to, to, to lose the final. But in terms of the preparation organization, I think that was, that was stellar. And I think. Yeah, the first five minutes, Tuchel was taking notes and getting his thoughts together and then going to the players and some players were saying yes, some players were saying no. And then, you know, that that indecisiveness sort of creeps in and then, you know, once you go past Team five pins, you go into yeah. lower wares. Once you went past five, you know, Alexander Arnold steps up, confident as ever, you know, it, like you, looking at it from a, you know, from a neutral perspective watching that, I didn't have any money on any of these teams winning. Um, but you could just see the confidence in the Liverpool players mm. stepping up for those pins what was particularly the ones from six onwards. Uh, I think you could really tell um, that they were prepared, ready, and knew what they're going to do, where I think is, it was a little bit different for the Chelsea players. Someone what, wait, brought up the facts okay. as well. Sorry, Conwood. Someone brought up the facts as well that um, I didn't actually notice this, but Apparently, Allison was taking the ball to all the Liverpool defenders yes. as well as they were coming up to take the pen. So, small things like that can really change it because it's all mind games never, at that point, isn't it? I've never seen that before. And I've never seen a keeper do that. He yeah. was at the top of the box every penalty. Yeah. He gave the ball to the player every single time. What he, whether he said anything or not is irrelevant, but he was mm. in that position. And I, again, I go back to I wonder if that's all part of this, whatever it is that these guys did. Um, mm. that made, you know, the difference, the composure you're talking about, um, uh, uh, Rudds. You know, those are the, the unknowns that we will assume they're doing it because, you know, Klopp just told them to do it or perhaps there was something greater at play that aided that part of it because you could clearly see, and I, I found it very strange to see Tuchel in the middle of his circle, literally with a piece of paper and a pen, scribbling names and going around. It was a, it was a bit of a... I don't know if I was a Chelsea fan, I'd be quite disconcerted seeing that going into the the, the penalty shootout, and it, it paved its way. And you know, at the end of the day, the watching it with a few Chelsea fans, and of course, we had you know our our fellow listener Moni at um, at the at the game with a few other supporters there. Uh, 
you know, as much as we celebrated as Liverpool fans that we did, we, we actually said, listen, guys, we're not celebrating in people's faces because this game could have gone either way. There's two teams slugged it out. You, you know, Wade, I mean, Rudd spoke about it. it was a nil-nil game, but there were 27 chances created in the game. So there was plenty at stake. There were plenty of chances, plenty clear chances. None were taken and any, any team could have won. Mm. Um, for Chelsea to lose two finals in one season on penalties, be very heartbreaking for them to take. But rough. I guess, you know, we go in three games, four games left. Do you think, Wade, there's a, Liverpool can close out this uh, infamous quadruple? Ah, uh, you know, flip flopped on this all season, eh? So <laughs> I don't even know um, how much weight my opinion holds at this stage uh, after the amount of times I've changed, to be honest. But um, I don't know. It's it's tough to see um, City dropping points now. You know what? What's it? Four point gap. Uh, if you guys win, there's one point between you. I, I think they go into that last game and and win it. Um, I can't see anything else, to be honest. I mean. Villa, yes, they had a, a bit of a pickup when Gerard came in, but they've been a bit average for a while now as well. They've dropped off quite a bit, so uh, I, I don't see it. I, I think City close it out. Um, you know, a, a, another epic battle, though. I mean, we look, we could be having a different conversation. Who knows? I wouldn't have said that um, City were going to drop points on the weekend after. You know, well, how many goals did they score the previous two games? They were smashing teams before they ran into West Ham. So, you know, to, to think that they were 2 0 down at half time, uh, I could never have called that. Um, but in the end, they probably should have won, right? Mari is missing the penalty, 85th minute. So um, I can't see them I can't see them dropping points the against only, Villa. The only thing home. I would say before you comment there, Rads, is that they are extremely stretched. I looked at their bench um, on that West Ham game and they had about five or six academy players there. And then obviously the three, I think it was Sterling. Mm. Um, I can't remember the other two, but they are very stretched. And the back at the back who had a so shock kind of, against West Ham. He's kind, of, he's kind of, yeah, he's kind of got a little bit of a patched up team trying to get across the line mm. um, without sort of that experience coming on. So, I mean, football's a strange game and you get stories written. And is, is the story, Rods, is it, is it actually going to happen where, you know, you've got the ex-player coming back as a manager with a few ex, ex, um, ex-players ex within the team? I mean, stranger things have happened in football, guys, where we thought nobody could – there's no way this team's going to lose. There's no way yeah. Real Madrid are going to knock City out uh, yeah. with two goals and up. And there's no way Southampton going to get a point to Liverpool, right? Oh, that's, of other... course that's possible. So, oh, so I think we need to navigate that game first. It could be over before the final day of the season. Yeah, because the uh, one thing that concerns concerns me in terms of taking to the final day is that a lot of players are going to be out for Liverpool. I think Conor was telling us that there's no chance of Salah and, and Van Dijk playing. Mm. So, Van Dijk's and then a huge blow. With, yeah. with, with a few players redlining, is it worth risking them potentially getting injured for a Champions League final? against a game with Southampton where you back yourself to win. And then, you know, so, I mean, that's a... I still expect Liverpool to win that game and take it to the final final day, but that's going to be the, the close one. I say with, with City, they they are stretched at the back. So that's where they stretch. So Walker's out for the rest of the, rest of the season. And Zinchenko yeah, was quite is poor. out as well. Yeah, Zinchenko was quite poor against um, against West Ham. So I think he was probably at fault for both goals. goals. 
Yeah. yeah, and then and then you go into the middle, and you got Diaz out, and you got Stones out, and you got uh, Laporte that's half fit, so he's playing strapped up. You almost wonder whether they just put Ake on instead, um, because you could tell that he, Laporte was trying to keep off the pace. Why right? did you know? So I think uh, if did you play Ollie the full Watkins, ninety, yeah, he played the full ninety. But if you are Oli Watkins, you're thinking he's dangerous. That enjoy. kid, man. I was watching him running at them, getting in behind. I was watching him against Liverpool. He he's a proper player, that kid. Yeah, I actually think that Pip should 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 play Ake because I think he's quicker um, and he can deal with the main threat for them is going to come from the counter. Yeah, Um, City can have all the ball. Villa smart, sit deep and just go counter. Yeah, so if they've got a uh, you know a more mobile defender then I think that that probably will work in their favor. So, mm. but look, you know, you've got, you, you've got storylines, like we said, across, across the league, you know, you've got the top four battle that may still be raging on. And even if, even if Arsenal drop points tomorrow, <laughs> things can still happen. You know, Spurs lost to Burnley, you know, Spurs have lost these weird games. So, you know, Norwich are playing, you know, Norwich, are playing for nothing, last game in the Premier League, let them enjoy themselves. You, you never know. So yeah. even if like I say, like even if Arsenal lose, I think they're still gonna go into that game to say it can still it can still work out. So you got those storylines. You've got the bottom of the table storylines with Everton, Burnley, Leeds, and you even got West Ham who can still make Europa, you know, so it's it's uh, uh yeah, it's gonna be um, probably the most exciting last day. You know, because of not just because of the league title itself, all over the of table, all the other storylines yeah. that are happening at the same time. I think the last time it was this exciting would have been the Aguero moment because that was where QPR were going down and then they weren't going down. That took it, that went down to the wire. So I think it's probably, you know, since t- that's 2013, since it's been well, 2012, was it 13? 13, 13, um, that it's been this close. Uh, let's see. Let's see how it goes. See how it plays out. I mean, it, it, the only result that ends the title tomorrow and doesn't take it to the last day is if Southampton obviously win. Yeah. Um, anything else, however outside chance it might be, takes it down to that last day. And to your point, Liverpool, I Klopp's in an interesting position. Um, it was funny, though, because listening to his commentary about the Salah and Van Dijk substitutions, He decided to actually take them off when they said they were they'd play on. That's what I was saying to you. But but that just shows me that out of the priorities, one he believed in his squad, right? Tick that box. But don't don't fool me. Your priority is the Champions League, one hundred percent. Because right now you know that the the league is an outside chance. We're not silly. We know it's an outside chance. Mm. The FA Cup. If you're going to ask what you're going to give up first, it's definitely the FA Cup of the Champions League. So, so how you don't risk you, you don't risk if, Van Dijk if, and, and Salah in those. So in how those surprised moments. would you be if Salah starting against Southampton? I'll be shocked. I'll be completely shocked. Yeah, completely and utterly shocked. Stop, I'm saying there's really no point in me saving it for the last game. This is the one we push and put pressure on City. 
and take it there. So if I play Salah, maybe I'll rest him against uh, Wolves at Anfield. No, I just, I just don't. I don't see him or Van Dyke. Not with the Champions League in the back of the in the back of the mind. Not, and you don't. If if your players can play on. If you think there's, you know, the, you know, you said they had some niggles, and you th- surely in a cup final, that's the moment. You just said Laporte played through the pain. That's because City have nothing left to play for but the league. If that yeah. was the Champions League final, and the guy said he had a niggle, I guarantee you, Klopp saying play on. So, yeah, yeah it'll be interesting. But I see, I actually see wholesale changes for tomorrow. Um, yeah. A guard in the limit say that Kanate will probably be the only one that takes his place back in the lineup. I think Simikas. Gomez and um, Matip will come in. I think you're right. The players are well in the red lines at the minute. And it probably showed towards the end of that game. Midfield will be interesting. You'll probably maybe go with Henderson, Cater, and then bring in like Milner or Jones. And then up front, we got enough. You know, you can bring someone like Bobby in. I think Mane or Diaz plays. And then you you probably got Jota or Origi actually coming in as well. So I still, I still think we can get the results against Southampton. But... You know, it'll be interesting nonetheless, whatever happens. As exciting as it all is, it's not been exciting for United supporters. that I'm so <laughs> If the nah, league could yeah. have ended a couple weeks ago, you know, then <laughs> would have been you know, we signed us up because really, there's literally nothing here for, for United. The only thing United can get is more embarrassment. <laughs> the you know, like we don't even want to play in the Europa League in the first place, but it can just add to the embarrassment if you if you conference end up playing league. in the Conference oh, League. My. Oh my yeah. God. I mean, that'll just be the cherry on top of the icing, on top of the cake. Yeah. As, uh, United in the Conference League. Oh <laughs> Which, by the way, is, uh, is definitely not far out of the realms of possibility. Going to Palace on the last day. Oh, 100 That's going to be tough, so... Yeah, the only thing I think is that I actually think Brighton, Brighton are going to should have us. enough, yeah. yeah Brighton should have us against West Ham, that's it. That and Cucurella now, has been one of my players of the season, man. Uh, he's, he's been superb. Wow. Yeah. Going forward and defensively, yeah, he's mm-hmm. just like, what an absolute player, man. Really yeah. enjoy watching that guy play. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if one of the clubs came in for him next season mm. because he's, um, yeah, he's definitely a baller. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. Powered by but, Riverside FM. As always, our sponsors pay for the main event, and that is the trivia. Powered by Riverside FM. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. We got it the first time. Um, there's, we're going no, into, yeah, Wade. This could be it. Yeah. yeah there's no way back for Wade. So I'd say the only way we, we'd say is, um, you know, if if I triple the points for this week, uh, <laughs> what's, to, to so what's the score? So what's you, the score? You, you've got a three-point lead because you won the last one. So I think that because we took a break, we well, got this week, week and next week, right? Yeah. So because we took year. a break last week, there was no chance for for way to come back. So I'd say because there was no pod last week, we've got to make this double or nothing, right? Because. If if Connell wins this, then there's nothing for Wade. So it's got to be double or nothing to make it interesting. So, Connell, you okay with those terms? He's a Liverpool (laughs) fan. He wants everything. He wants all the glory. Of course he does. (laughs) Quadruple. Let's see how we go. Let's see how we go. I'm I'm happy to go whatever. (laughs) There's still, look, at the end of the day, if we go into it, it'll be the same thing next week. So... It's been, it's been an interesting title race uh, in terms of our little quiz because I remember Connell started on a tear. 
he was probably like seven or eight nil. And then I won like a crazy, I was like six or seven ahead of him at one stage. Yeah. And then he sort of pulled so, it back. So it's been a good race. It's been interesting. So it's been if Wade Evans wins well. today, he'll still be one behind Connell. And then yeah. it's all to play for next week. And next what we'll do week. next week is we'll do um, guess the play as well. So you yeah. can try and just to clear it up. All right. Just quick hits this week, though. So here we go. Actually, Maybe okay. I'll make, I'll make you a deal, Wade, just yeah. to add to the spice of this week. Yeah. I actually have a, a one-off trivia question that I am willing to give you. Okay, so just do this week as normal, if you want. These are, mm. This is the option I propose. Mm-hmm. I have one trivia question about neither one of our teams, mm. about a team in the league. Um, specifically, if you get the right answer, I'm willing to put five points on the line. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. that I'll deal? take that. Okay. Yeah. I'll do it at the end. I'll do it at, at the right. end. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Who became the second oldest player to score back-to-back braces in the Premier League? So obviously, he scored two goals on the weekend, and he scored two yeah, goals. Yeah, in the midweek. The game, in the midweek game. Not a clue. Nah, me neither. Just trying to work. Jamie Vardy. To... Jamie Vardy. Oh, <laughs> Come on. Jamie Vardy. Wait, nice. Wade is on the board. That's pressure, that first one. That pressure, pressure, I can now. feel it. No? Jeez. Which, which game is the first game since 2003 to see a first half red card penalty? Everton Spurs. Not Arsenal Spurs, it is Everton and Brentford, which Wade went for. So, <laughs> it is Wade again. <laughs> which team has considered the most home goal since 1960? Watford. Norwich. Watford. is back in it. Who became the first hammer to Jared score more than... Oh, Wade is too quick. The moment you said Wade hammer, is... I should have just said it. Yeah. <laughs> Who became the first Leicester player Vardy. To, to score and assist 10 plus points? It is Madison. Oh my God. Wait, it is. flying out here. It's flying at the traps. <laughs> Who has scored their last 23 penalties? Kane. Harry Kane. Wade needs one more to win it this week. <laughs> He's whacking me. Who became the first player to have a gap? Of ten plus years between FA Cup appearances since this Fabregas, so he played in the FA Cup final. Jordan Henderson is Jordan Henderson. For extra point, the last game he played in the FA Cup final was Chelsea, and we lost two one. Mm-hmm. You get a point for that? No. Is that, no, no. <laughs> Who became the first player to score against the same opponent for eight consecutive seasons? Ten. Harry Kane, Wade takes it out this week. Well, he we're, just we're keeps saying bloody Kane, mate. We'll yeah. close it out. There's two more questions. Um, what, the last one's probably a more difficult one, so um, let, let's see. Who has scored the most non-penalty goals this season? Son. Son. Oof, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't split you, but... Um, Doesn't really matter. Um, I'll take the point for sympathy. And let's see who's, who's, who's on the money with this one. Who was the only player to win the league 
on their birthday. Oh, Fernandinho. No. Uh, why am I thinking of Aguero? No. You're in the right team. Yeah, of course, I know we're in the right team. Edison? No. De Bruyne? No. And there was a bit of a controversy around it as well. Not Sterling. No. Jesus? No. We'll just guess all of them. Bernardo, Rodri, Laporte, Diaz, uh, freaking Yaya Torre. (laughs) Yaya Torre! (laughs) On the, the birthday cake. cake. The birthday cake. The birthday cake. How can we God. forget about the birthday cake? And he was just in the headlines now recently. And he was just the whole in the African, uh, oh, Who can um, forget the birthday cake? The, uh, the muti. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah good one, mate. Good one, mate. Uh, Connell's still <laughs> hungover from the weekend, but I'll take it. <laughs> to be, I'll take to be it. honest, to be honest, the only thing that happened on the last week for me was the FA Cup final. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. even remember anything in anything. I else. got him at a good time. I'm still <laughs> you, keen for these five yeah, points, though. I haven't forgot yeah, about that. Okay, so. no, no, no. I'm happy to give you this one. It is, it is tricky, but yeah. it is interesting nonetheless. And I'm actually willing to. So right now, he, just to be clear, he's two points behind me. So we'll right? make it. We'll call it even. Okay, if so I'll, get this, yeah. I'll actually, I'll actually split this right into two questions. I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. The first part of the question is to name the two teams that Newcastle have lost to at home this year. Wow! For one Can point. I- you can't say anything, Rudd. Okay. The two teams they've lost to at home this year. Yeah. Manchester City. Yep. And why am I thinking Everton? Was it Everton? You got the color wrong. It's the other side of the Mersey. Liverpool. <laughs> it's Liverpool. Right, the only two teams that so you don't get that point, wow. unfortunately. Okay, yeah. But for the four-point buffer, mm. there is a third team that they lost to. But here's the thing: mm. they're not in the Premier League. Can you name that team? <sighs> nah, I'd be absolutely having a guess. I'd be absolutely guessing, to be honest. Um. Can you tell me if they're in championship or have won? Not in the championship. So League One. They are in. I can't even remember this. Um, actually, I feel like it was a team in. They are in the EFL League One. I'll even give you an extra clue and say that their colours. Green. Are mustard. Like a like an orange mustard color. How? No. No. It's a, it's a, it's a t- I thought you'd get the first part for the point because the most obvious was Man City Liverpool, but they lost in the FA Cup at home to none other than League One Cambridge United. Probably would never have. <sighs> I was way that. off. Yeah. Which is why I, I was willing to give you five that. points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I would never have yeah. got that. I would have never. I thought, have got I thought, that I thought you'd go with the uh, the obvious one in the first part of the question and just say City and Liverpool. I actually. don't know, but I was thinking they lost to like a, a poor team. Why didn't I think Liverpool? That's ridiculous because I know they just recently lost to City. They got trounced. To actually um, highlight um, Radz's point, though, mm. they've only lost to the top two yeah, teams in the country. That's insane. So yeah, what a turnaround. Take Cambridge United out, which is an FA Cup game. That's all they've lost to. So, yeah, Eddie so. Howe justified in his uh, Premier uh, Manager of the Year nomination? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Half a season. I mean, Vieira? I don't know about Vieira. Really? Let me say something. Thomas Frank. Because- Thomas Frank, Thomas Frank, Frank 100%. Yeah. Let's, 100%. Be fair, let's be fair to Eddie Howe. In January, Connell and Wade both said Newcastle are destined to go down. True. But I Too changed much. my tune after the transfer window. I remember clearly no, saying I think no, they did enough. No, you didn't. You didn't. You, you still had. You said Newcastle. I know they're boring somebodies, but Newcastle for me are still going down. Did you say they did enough in the transfer window? You and Connell. No, I didn't say. I, I didn't think they were going to go down. Mm. I was the one who said they're going to stay up. Interesting. 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 Mm. I mean, look. At the end of the day, but, they, yeah, they but are, my they point are... being is, y'all had them from January going down. Yeah. Regardless of the manager. Now. Yeah. So for the manager to keep them up, remarkable, and have them and and turn turn around the club and the city in in terms of. You know the way they're feeling about the team. Remarkable. I yeah, think you know you've got to. It's got to be in a conversation. You have to give credit mm-hmm. words to you, but but to have um, to have Vieira in there, I'm 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 a little bit salty um, that he's in there because I thought Mikel deserved a nod, didn't he? I mean, everyone was saying top six, and yeah, we are youngest team in the league, battling for a Champions League spot. No one would have called that. We've he's massively overachieved this year, hasn't he? Yeah, I think surely in with uh, the yeah, nod. You, I think you and I both had Palace going down. Yeah, so. and Vieira getting sacked. And Vieira getting sacked. So come on, I don't think we had that that low of an expectation of of um, of Arsenal. So well, Arsenal I clearly like, did. I had them finishing ninth at the beginning yeah, of the season. Like, so. <laughs> I think it's only the case if Arsenal finish in the top four, we say, "Wow, that he's you know, yeah, massive overachievement. Overachievement. Yeah. He should he should be in that conversation. But at at the point, it's still tight, and he could not be in the top four. Yeah, um, that's true. And then, and then it's you know maybe, maybe it's a strange one, but because Vieira, I mean, like Palace are probably going to finish twelve. They could finish anywhere between ninth and thirteenth, fourteenth, yeah, thirteenth. Uh, so I'm not too sure. I think Who they just the last season. Is, is David Moyes in there? No. Yeah. No. Wasn't he? I don't think Thomas so. Frank? So it was. Frank, Howe, Vieira, Klopp. Um, and Guardiola. And, yeah. Yeah, now yeah. I would probably have Moyes in there. Yeah, Moyes does that. Especially, yeah. especially because of... they've gone all the way to the semifinal in Europe as well. Yeah, I agree. And, Moyes deserves a shot. And, and I'm I know not it's sure about... if they take that into context, though. Yeah, I, I know it's not about the context of, of the league, but I'm saying because they had to stretch their squad so much, you know, you expect that of of Liverpool, City, Chelsea to be competing in Europe to the latter stages. Who's the favourite? Who's the favourite, guys, out of those five? Because for me, I have to say it's Thomas Frank. I think he's done the most impressive job. Brentford are sitting 11th. 
Yeah. Yeah. If, Liverpool go on, if Liverpool's gone a quadruple, you think Thomas Frank bringing No, but we're, this, we're talking Premier League, yeah, right? Uh, but I think if that comes, I think if that happens, an unprecedented is, thing like that, I don't care what anyone says. That, is, is it the Premier League I'm manager say that's of the year? Gonna, it's that's Premier gonna League manager of the year. Um, but I'm saying that is going to influence their voting and decision if a guy goes on to win okay, a quadruple. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a good point. Yeah, okay, if you win the quadruple, yeah, I get that. But let's say all things as it is, City go on and win it. Liverpool finish just behind them. Let's say Brentford could Brentford could legit finish in the top ten. Yeah, looking at it, if they mm. get one more victory, they top ten. Brentford, and you look but at how many... not just that, but look at the performances at home. They beat us at home. Um, that they nearly did you guys at home as well. Liverpool, I remember they were excellent against you guys. They beat Spurs, I'm pretty sure. They beat West Ham. They beat Chelsea at Chelsea. Yeah, gave them four. Like some of their results this year have been unbelievable. I think Thomas to be, Frank should be right to up be there. Honest, to be honest, I, I, I think they need to – they don't actually – I remember, what about the year where Sheffield United finished – I think they finished in the top seven, didn't they, or top eight? Excellent, yeah. Chris Wilder, yeah. He yeah. was he was in the conversation, right? Yeah. But the reality the is, I feel like season, though, I yeah, feel like I feel like that award two. always goes to the winner, to either the top two, um, which makes sense. And yeah. I, it's like I, I I agree with you. I think Brentford have legs, and Thomas Frank, what he's done with the club, the size of Brentford. Oh. I mean, their stadium, for goodness sake, is like a, oh, it's, it's, a it's a peanut compared to the rest of the the, the league. So. Phenomenal, yeah, phenomenal, yeah. and the football they've played as well. Uh, big, you know, big kudos to them because they don't sit back; they go for it. So, they, yeah, they do. Yeah, they take it to you. One of yeah. the most uncomfortable games I've ever watched us play was at Brentford. Yeah, and you know, we went on to bloody draw three all in that game. So there mm. you go. Um, but of course, it has been another fascinating show, guys. We got one week left to go. Um, you know, Rads, I think I'm not going to go around and ask. You've already said it. City, to finish in the, to, to close out the title on your part. Yeah. Wade, you stick in with, with Liverpool? Nah, I'm, I'm City. You're flipping on the last yeah, week. Okay. City. He's flipping on the last week. <laughs> uh, ladies say. and gentlemen, he's gone to City. He's literally <laughs> stuck with Liverpool the whole way. He's waited till the last week and he's flipped over. I have. Yeah. <laughs> there I you have. have it. Okay. So I'll, I'll remain with Liverpool, but it's probably about a 1% chance that we actually have going in, but that's better than zero. Um, and then of course, top four. I'm going to say Arsenal make it and get through. Uh, Wade, I know you're gonna you're gonna obviously say Arsenal. I'll stick with my um, boys. Yeah, Rads, quickly. Spurs. I've already said I've got Newcastle winning tomorrow, so I think Spurs are gonna beat Norwich. And we have Spurs in the final position. Relegation, I think. Well, Norwich, Watford, obviously gone. Um, I'm gonna put my hat on the team. I said six months ago, boys. Jesse Marsh is not gonna do enough, and Leeds are unfortunately. Gonna go down. If you ask me who do I prefer to go down, I would happily say Burnley. Um, to go down, I don't really want Everton to go down. They, they, they give me three points for us every year. So it's a good derby that we play. So I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna say Leeds, although I prefer Burnley. Rods? Who did Burnley have in the last game? Newcastle at home. Yeah, Burnley going down. Um, yeah, I prefer Everton to go down. Um, you prefer Everton? Yeah, I think Leeds. Yeah, I already said Leeds. I think I'll say 
uh, even though they're one point behind Everton. Actually, but, I'm not um, sure what would be better than Everton and Fat Frank going to the championship. Yeah. I may have to revolt that and say <laughs> I'd prefer Everton to go down. <laughs> <laughs> Wait uh, I think uh, I think it's going to be Leeds. Leeds. I think it's going to be Leeds. I think that massive goal difference that um, yeah, I think they have a minus them. thirty-eight. I think Burnley just need one point from their last last uh, two games, mm. and I think they'll be safe. So I'm going to say Leeds. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. We've heard it all. Let's see if we can get at least the final week predictions right in this entertaining blockbuster so. season. No doubt we'll be here next week and looking through everything, and it's not right. We split anyway. <laughs> so somebody's coming next week with the, with I know. With the <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But there were a couple we didn't pick, so we'll see how we go. But until next week, we will bid you adieu. Enjoy the football in the midweek and, of course, on the weekend as we bring you another episode and close out the season next week of What the Football Card podcast. Remember to catch us on Apple Podcasts and Podbean where you can catch up on all our seasons from season one to season four. And, of course, you can catch us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at What the Football Pod. It's been another great show. I'm your host, Conway T, saying goodbye. Mm-hmm.